So we sing to those when it's their birthday, but besides singing, the other thing that we do when it's somebody's birthday is we give them a gift, right? We give that person a gift. And we all know that person who has everything, so there is those people that we just don't know what to buy for them because they already have everything. And Jesus is one of those people. He's that person, right, that today is his birthday. We're called to give him something, but what do you give the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, who has everything, who is God himself? Right? And then we can think and say, well, there's nothing I can give you. But there is something all of us today can give Jesus. All of us can give Jesus something. And he wants this thing from us so very bad. And what is that thing that Jesus wants from every single one of us? Is to surrender our hearts to him. I'm not trying to be cute and, you know, like, no, this is a real thing, right? God gave us our hearts. But it's up to us whether we give it to him or not. It's up to us if we let him in or not. And I would say over the past eight years as a priest, the one thing that I've seen, that I've talked to people, myself included, is it's so very hard for us to give our hearts when we are in so much pain. There's a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of things going on in the world today. We live in crazy times, but that's why we have Jesus. We have Jesus, which is this beautiful good news, but oftentimes we just say to the Lord, we just close our hearts off to him and we become distant and cold, especially in America. That is the reality, right? That through pain and suffering, that doesn't feel good, so we close our hearts off. We close our hearts off. And that prevents us from giving our hearts to Jesus today. And that's what he wants. The mere thing that he wants, we're just like, I'm sorry. My heart's in a million different pieces today. I, I can't give that to you. When we don't surrender our hearts to Jesus, right, we become controlling, we become anxious, we fall into depression, we just all types of things. And that's not what Jesus wants. Jesus, is a, one of his uh, titles is Prince of Peace. But when we close our hearts off, we don't experience any peace. That's not what he wants. And how often we forget that Jesus not only came in this world, right? Jesus came to this world to save us. Jesus came to this world to save us from the devil, from sin, from hell. But also, reason why Jesus came to this world is not only to save us, but so that he can experience everything that we would experience. Jesus could have fell from the sky at 33 years old, got hit, and died. But he wanted to experience every pain and every suffering that you and I will experience today. Muslims can't say that. Jewish people can't say that. Buddhists can't say that. But as Christians, as Catholics, we can say, Jesus came into this world not only to save me, but so I can experience, he can experience everything that I would experience. So 2,000 years later, we can't say, Jesus, you don't know what it's like to have a broken heart. Jesus, you know what it's like to be in pain. Jesus, you just don't know what I'm going through. And he's like, yes, I do. And I wanted to go through it. So you couldn't say you don't know what it's like and that you wouldn't close your hearts off to me. Including temptation. In his humanity, Jesus wanted to experience every single thing that we would experience, including temptation. There's this quote, everything you and I will experience today has gone through the heart of Jesus first. No feeling that we're experiencing today, especially the bad ones, are a foreigner to Jesus Christ. From crib to cross, today we celebrate his coming into the world in a crib. And in those moments in a crib, he experienced pain. All the way to the cross, he experienced pain. He only became a man so that 33 years later, he can die. And we know this. 
And so, so many of us are celebrating Christmas as this past event. Thank you, Jesus, 2,000 years ago, you came into this world. But brothers and sisters, this is not a past event. Our God is alive. Jesus is alive. His name is the Emmanuel, which means God dwells with us. Amen? He is with us. But when we don't let him into our hearts, and he transforms what's going on in our hearts, that he to experience, we feel like you're some guy in the sky. Do you even care about me? You're so distant. You're cold. And it's actually the other way around, brothers and sisters. We can fall into this. And today I just want to talk about three gifts in our hearts that we can surrender to Jesus today. Just three gifts. The first gift in our heart that we can surrender to Jesus today, rather than telling you what it is, I'm just going to share with you a story, because I think the story sums up pretty well what this first gift is. is. One day the devil was having a garage sale, and he was selling all the tools that he uses on human beings. The tool of lust, the tool of anger, all the different tools. He needed some money. He was broke, gizile, but whatever. Not gizile. We don't care about him. Anyway, sorry. Chasla, ADHD. So, he was selling all his tools. And while he was selling his tools, that this guy goes into the garage sale and he says, okay, uh, he saw it. He saw this one particular tool. It was in the worst shape. It didn't have a name on it. And it was uh, the most expensive. So he says to the devil, what is this tool? And why is it such bad shape? And why is it so expensive? And he said, this tool is the most expensive because I hope nobody buys it. And it's in such bad shape because how, how often humans, you people fall for it is what he said. He said, okay, so what is it? And he said, it's the tool of discouragement. It's a tool of discouragement, brothers and sisters. And this is the first gift we can give Jesus, which dwells in our hearts. So many of us walk into this church today discouraged. Joy to the world, the king has come, but I'm discouraged. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you, don't be discouraged, don't be discouraged, don't be discouraged. What I will tell you is the person you claim as Lord and Savior also experienced a lot of discouragement in his life. And he knows exactly what you and I are going through when we're discouraged. Exactly. Just think about it. In the first moments of his life, when we get, get into the nativity scene, what does he hear? Yes, he's in Mary's womb, but what does he hear? There is no room here for you. If that little baby could think at that age, discouragement. And fast forward through the next 33 years. And again, I'm sure, Jesus wants from us the things that causes discouragement today because he ultimately went through it, and he is the Emmanuel, and he can enter into it today. So that's the first thing we can give him. Sounds like a weird gift to give Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords. But he's saying today, open up your heart. Let me enter into that discouragement because I know what it's like. The second gift in our hearts that we can surrender to Jesus today, again, as a birthday gift to him, besides discouragement, is doubt and skepticism. Brothers and sisters, we live in a culture today, I want to know why. Tell me why. I don't believe this. I need to know. Unless I have certainty, I won't believe it. We just live in this generation. We become conditioned, whether we're at school or at work. We need to know the whys. And so many of us have walked into this church today with a lot of skepticism and a lot of doubt in that place in our hearts, right? What do we doubt? We doubt, right? We doubt if prayer even works. You know, God, I, I prayed that one time you would heal this person and they died. I, I, I wonder. I doubt. I doubt if you're even good, right? Doubt that God has become a little baby in order to save me. Come on, Father, really? You want me to believe God became a man? There must have been a different way. We doubt, like we're too smart to believe that. Like, I can't understand that. And since I can't understand that, I'm skeptic that Jesus Christ, who is God, became a man. 
My mind doesn't wrap around that. We want to wrap our little minds around the mind of God. So we doubt. We doubt that God loves me because of my past. Father, if you knew my past, you would never say God loves me. I believe that God came into this world to save everybody, but not me, Father. I'm the exception. I doubt that he loves me. I doubt that he's here to save me. Doubt that the Eucharist is really the living Jesus. Come on, are you serious? In that gold box, is Jesus Christ the same one I'll meet in heaven who waits behind a piece of bread? Be rational. Come on, be smarter than that. We doubt. We doubt that coming to Mass every Sunday is critical for my soul. We doubt. And as a gift to Jesus today, we can open up all those questions and others to God and say, here's my doubt, Jesus. Because there are times where Jesus doubted. He doubted at times. He doubted if people loved him. I'm sure when Jesus was on the cross, fast forward 33 years after his birth, he was on the cross and he looked down and wondered, do they love me? Do they love me? He wondered if going into this town, which they were going to reject him and tell him to leave, do they care? I doubt they care. So we doubt. And that's the second gift we can give Jesus. The third and final gift that we can give in our hearts, that we can give and surrender to Jesus today for his birthday, besides discouragement, besides doubt and skepticism, is self-reliance. Brothers and sisters, so many of us out here, myself included, are trying to save ourselves. And if we're trying to save ourselves, we don't need a Savior. And it's not working. We can pretend it's working. The more we think we're in control, we're more out of control. I know the times I think I'm in control and I really got this. Those are the times my anxiety is through the roof. That's the time that I'm saying to God, I don't need you in this place in my life. Self-reliance. We rely on ourselves too much. We rely on all these different areas in our lives. And so many of us walked into this church today relying on ourselves, trying to be in control, unable to surrender out of fear, things we need to fix, who I need to fix, which relationships I need to fix, my kids I need to fix, my finances I need to fix, my marriage I need to fix. I, 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 and God's like, I want to enter right there. Give me that as a gift for my birthday. Surrender. Let me get into that place, surrounding our future, relationships, our children, marriage, addictions, finances. Fill in the blank, brothers and sisters. We all have areas in our lives where God's like, give me the greatest gift, which is your heart, in that area where you are trying to be reliant on yourself. Clearly, it's not working. You have no peace. Let me in. And that's the area that he wants, right? There are times where I'm sure Jesus in his humanity was tempted to be self-reliant. I need to rely on myself. But as God, he knew he needed to be dependent on the Father and the Holy Spirit. He needed to be dependent on Mary and Joseph as a child. He depended on others when he was tempted to be so very self-reliant. And so we can invite him into this place. Jesus, I, don't, I want to rely on myself in this place. But you're the Savior, Jesus. I'm not the Savior. As much as I try to save this situation or circumstance, clearly it's more out of control. You're Lord. I'm not. I give it to you. Enter into it. Speak through me. Talk through me. Because I want to speak through my own mouth. And I want to tell people how I really feel. But this area, Jesus, I will not be relying on myself. 
So I just want to end with a meditation, a, a, a Christmas meditation. This isn't meant to be, again, ah, uh, cute. We see the nativity scene and we think it's cute. Just want to walk you through a quick meditation and we'll end with this. So do me a favor. Don't fall asleep, but close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes, children in, included. And we'll just end with this Christmas meditation. Imagine three boxes in front of you right now. In one box, bring the one thing right now that is discouraging you, that main thing that's causing you discouragement, and place it in the first box, whatever that situation is. Seal up that box and put a bow on it. In the second box, bring the one thing right now which you're doubting or skeptical about. God's love for you, that God is here through Jesus, whatever it is, seal that box, put a bow on it. And in the third box, bring the one thing right now that you are relying on yourself which is causing you anxiety, constant worry, sleepless nights, and control. That one thing which is just seems to be so out of control right now. Seal that box, put a bow on it. Now I want you to walk into the nativity scene, the same scene from 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem. Walk into that manger, See Mary and Joseph, look for them, they're there. And baby Jesus in the crib. Look at the animals. It's cold. It's a bit smelly, but walk in anyway. With all three boxes in your hand. And look at Mary and say to Mary in your heart, silently, I don't have a gift fit for Jesus the King besides these three gifts. My discouragement, my skepticism and doubt, and my self-reliance. Now just see Mary take the three gifts from you at once, at one time, and put each one one at a time near the crib in front of Jesus. And see Mary pick up the baby and place him in your hands close to your heart right now. And just look at that little baby smile at you right now as he looks deep into your eyes. The Savior is born, is with you right now, the Emmanuel, as you hold him. And let Jesus press his head near your heart where you are discouraged, doubting and skeptical and self-reliant. As he presses his head near your heart, invite, invite him into your heart right now since he knows what it's like to be discouraged, to doubt, and to be tempted with self-reliance. Let him enter into your heart right now. And let him fill your heart with encouragement to replace the discouragement. Right now, let him give you faith in your heart to replace the doubt. And right now, let him give you godly reliance to replace the self-reliance. Just see that power going from baby Jesus right now into your heart. To heal the discouragement, to, deal the, to heal the doubt, and to heal the self-reliance.
making room for baby Jesus. Kiss him on his forehead gently and place him into the crib. Okay, come back to me. So what we've done is we've just given Jesus what's going on. When we talk about God is alive, brothers and sisters, this is the beauty, right? When we say Jesus is alive, that he is with us, he is the Emmanuel, that he is born in our hearts today, we've let him in a real way into our lives. And that's exactly what he wants. Because again, our God is not alive. His name is Jesus. And he dwells deep within our hearts, not just today, but every day. Amen? Amen. Amen.